Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Do you feel like you keep dating people who won't commit and you've struggled in your dating life? You've gone through all these breakups, or maybe you've even struggled to consistently date and stay in the dating game. And you are actually the one who struggles to commit and let your walls down. I know how exhausting this can be when you have this desire on your heart that you really want that partner, that best friend, that person to build a life with, and yet your dating life is just going nowhere and you can't seem to find a person to build a healthy relationship with. I just know how frustrating that is. And I was able to take everything I know from clinical psychology and attachment theory research and NLP belief work and build a program that can help you no matter what your past has been, even if you've never had a healthy relationship before in your life, this program will help you become the securely attached, healthy, high self-worth version of you who effortlessly attracts that partner that you've always wanted. So spots are really limited. We can only take a small amount of people every month. And I want to invite you to not wait on your healing. Love is for those who are willing to be brave and do the work And you are so deserving of removing the barriers to everything you desire. So I just want to invite you, apply to the Empowered, Secure, Loved program. You get coaching with me and you will be able to embody that version of you that you deserve. And spots, once again, are super limited. So make sure you apply. You can find the link in my Instagram bio. My Instagram handles Dr. Morgan Coaching, and the link will also be in the show notes. I'm so excited for you to embody that healthy, securely attached version of you. You are so worthy of it. I am so excited <laughs> for this episode. We have me too. only. <laughs> Susie Moore, welcome, Susie. Welcome, welcome, welcome me. I am so happy to be with you. Thanks for having me, Morgan. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm going to read your bio just to give the audience a little intro about you. Um, Susie Moore is a world-renowned life coach, author, and host of the top-rated Apple podcast, Let It Be Easy. She's a sought-after expert for media outlets and has been featured on The Today Show, Good Morning America, Dr. Oz, Business Insider, Forbes, Oprah, The Wall Street Journal, Cosmopolitan, and Marie Claire. You are a busy lady. I love it. (laughs) In addition, she's the resident life coach for Greatest, the world's leading health and wellness site for millennials, and the author of Let It Be Easy and Stop Checking Your Likes. Mm, yes, Let's thank go. you. <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> go, Morgan. If you have not read Susie's books, you need to go get them. I'm going to start with that. Let It Be Easy, Susie, is one that I read and read again oh. because I just feel like it's things that I need to hear over and over and over. Mm, I I mean, I think that, first of all, thank you very much. But it's interesting how especially high achieving women love to overcomplicate their lives. <laughs> And we don't have to. So even the word easy makes people feel uncomfortable. 
<laughs> I like, know. Like that's not available to me. Like, oh, I, you know, I couldn't possibly do that. I, I need to sweat it out, earn every single thing that I have with like this sweat equity or something. It's not the case. You're so right. We believe that we have to work really, really hard in order to get what we want and put in all the hours and push and make it complicated and always reinvent the wheel. And <laughs> oh my gosh, as someone who used to work 14 hours a day, Ooh. like I, like I've been there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I love this, this idea that, Hey, actually it can be easy. It <laughs> it's like feel real- good. It's like a rebellion too, right? It's like, we think about how we think about women who we look up to, like, or however we define success. We're like, oh, they're badasses. Oh, they're fierce. They're strong. You know, uh, all, all these ways, all these adjectives we never, we we use to describe them. We never describe anyone as relaxed. (laughs) That's my goal. uh, The relaxed, successful woman, not the slaying it, but yeah. How about the relaxed woman? Wouldn't that be something? That's beautiful. I love it so much. And when we are in that energy, things come to us, don't they? It's so interesting. Yes. When I make relaxation, my highest priority, it doesn't mean that you don't work. You just work in a different place. Like the ideas uh, that you have are different. The conversations you have are more lighthearted. There's, I, I, uh, when we're not in a state of stress or when we can learn to come back to the truth of who we are, I feel as if everything just becomes a bit more simple. So it's, true. Yeah, especially when it comes to like if we're creating something or even if we're having like a difficult conversation, which is something that I coach a lot of women on because it's so uncomfortable to have a, you know, a, a, a confrontation, say, with somebody, maybe with another friend or with an employee, whatever it may be. Sometimes I think that the, the way that we're approaching something, giving other people the benefit of the doubt, knowing that we're all human, coming back to this place of, you know what, we're all just kind of figuring out life. It lowers the stress. It lowers the need for perfectionism. It allows us to be present and with presence and with you know even compassion for ourselves and others. I just feel like just a whole lot becomes so much more straightforward because we lose so many stories and lies that can go through our mind. So true. So true. Um, and I know right before we hopped on, I was talking to you about how I let something be easy in my life and how it actually worked. Yes. Tell us, tell us. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a book that came out called love magnet and I am sending you your copy. I'm so excited for you to have it. Yes, um, yes. And I'm trying to get the word out. And of course it's like, okay, how, how to do it. And I know I was overcomplicating it. And I was like, who, who do I know that knows my, my local TV station? And I was thinking, 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 all I had to do was pick up the phone, call the news station. They answered and they booked me for an interview for tomorrow. Yes. Talk about letting it be easy by taking immediate action. You didn't sit, sit and think about it, Morgan, for two weeks. Did you dilly dally write out a script of what you want to say? Uh, think, am I ready? Wait, I don't know what I'm going to say. Wait, let me just worry about it a bit longer. Three more days. Like <laughs> immediate action, the swift action really pays off. Yeah. What do you think about that, Susie? Because obviously this applies to every area of our, of our life, including our relationships, mm-hmm. that willingness to really listen to that internal guidance and just act on it. Mm-hmm. Is that a muscle we have to train or how, how do we get good at just taking action and not overthinking? I've always known that our desires, so you have a desire to be on television, right? So our desires are safe guidance they're not random. It's not, I mean, it's one thing if you're being heavily influenced by someone, maybe a parent or a close friend, that's one thing. You know how it feels when a desire is yours. It feels clean. It feels good. It feels expansive. It feels kind of exciting. And when Mm -hmm. it comes to like identifying your desires, it's really important to know that you didn't put them there. Like they weren't chosen by you. I always joke, like I would have chosen way more simple desires, less ambitious desires, (laughs) but it just so happens that the the desires I have in my heart are, are big and I want to work with lots and lots of people. And so I think to myself, 
Well, it's not chosen by me. It's just my setting in this lifetime. And so if it is, and the universe is a friendly one, then why wouldn't it unfold? Like, why wouldn't the dreams uh, come to pass so long as I'm not actively blocking it? So long as I'm not throwing up resistance or throwing up reasons why it's not possible or looking at the data, watching the statistics on why it's a a bad idea to do something, giving all of my attention to the news. When we, it's, it's almost like what Rumi said, the poet, like, you know, love encapsulating many things here. It's not about finding love. It's about removing the blocks that you've built against it. And he said, you know, enlightenment is an unlearning, not a learning. So I think if I just keep coming back to the truth of who I am, stay in my integrity with my own desires, then there isn't a lot of room for disruption or nonsense on my path because I'm just kind of keeping it clean and simple. Oh, so good. I think people need to listen to that again. Make sure you <laughs> rewind and listen again. <laughs> so good, Susie. Um, I want to hear a little bit more about your story because obviously I've read your books, but I'm specifically interested in hearing about your journey to finding love. And I know that you have an incredible partnership now and um you know, all the, the people listening are here to find a great, great person. So tell us about finding love and what your journey has been. I am so pleased you do this work because love is life. Right. When, it's what we all want. It's what we're built for. We're made to experience it. And if this is, you know, how you help people, how you help them lose their blocks to what is meant to be theirs, that is such a beautiful, enriching thing to do. Like what an incredible mission for you, I think. Well, I grew up with bad parental role models. My parents weren't even married. There was a lot of like drama, dysfunction. But I always just knew that in in my life, somehow this this area, this relationship area was going to be a good one. It's almost like a decision that I felt that I made that I'm going to be with someone who is uh, a great person who loves me, keeps me safe, takes great care of me, is honorable, noble, all those good things. But as we do, uh, you know, we, we live and learn, we go through life with the background that I had, especially with the modeling that I had, I got married early in Australia when I was living there at the time. And I was married. My first marriage lasted for a couple of years. I married someone who had an addiction and I I wasn't aware of it at the time. I was very young. I was very, uh, you know, trusting. And that experience was probably one of the best of my life. So if anyone's like divorced here or is going through a divorce, there is nothing wrong with you. There is nothing wrong with that. Divorce doesn't have to be this big deal whatsoever. Even look at the data around it, right? It happens to a lot of us. But my first marriage taught me so much about what I wanted in a partner. And it was very fundamental things. So honesty, trust, being able to communicate clearly, knowing that you have the same values when it comes to important things like money, like children. And I have to say, uh, after becoming separated, living on my own, I had a a single period for a while, which is a lot of fun. Um, But almost a year later, I met my now husband, Heath, by introducing myself to him at a concert. And I don't know what your opinion on that kind of thing is. But I was like, look, I'm happy to do the introducing. This is always my policy or it was back then. I'm happy to introduce myself because I know that men too are insecure, afraid. It's not that they've got all this confidence. But after that, it's up to them to do the work. Like after that, you have to pursue me. So, but I, uh, I, I've always felt very comfortable introducing myself to people, men and women in different you know, kind of cycles and uh, different situations. But I introduced myself to him and uh, we just last weekend celebrated our 13 year wedding anniversary. And it's the best thing in my life. Congratulations. That's Thank such you. a beautiful story. I love it. Oh, um And I I loved how you shared that your first marriage was actually a gift and that you learned so much through that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I I think addiction makes someone emotionally unavailable. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. So like we we don't think about addiction as that, but really when, when someone has an addiction, they don't have the emotional capacity to really show up for us or invest in us. Mm-hmm. So I always look at it as another form of being emotionally unavailable. Mm. 
Yes. Yes. And I, look, I was willing to do the work. I was willing to go, go at it together. And look, I wasn't perfect. Like you can never blame anything breaking down on of course. one person. Yeah. But, I mean, yes. I, I, I have my moments, but, uh, he wasn't willing. And you know what? That was a gift too, because I always just thought that I, I used to think that, wow, if you love someone enough, like if you can, you know, step in and swoop in and save the day, then that they're all changeable. People are pliable. That's not true, my friends, right? It's not true. You can't do the work for someone else. You can't change someone else. Do not marry someone's potential. Like, except who who you're marrying or who you're with is who they are. And that has to be okay with you if you want a long-term, like if you want, if you want something long-term. I think that sometimes we can kid ourselves a little bit and we ignore the, the red flags because they're a bit inconvenient and it doesn't pl- play to our story that we have or our vision and uh we kind of we do that at our peril when we're not paying attention so good i feel like you're giving the tough love that we all need <laughs> and it, it's that truth that if yeah. if you wouldn't want to be with the person that they are right now and you yes. couldn't see yourself with this person and they didn't change for the next 25 years and yes. if you can't be with them then don't waste your time right Oh yeah. But imagine if someone said to you like, oh, I'll marry Morgan because she'll eventually get really organized. Imagine if you're terribly disorganized or eventually she'll, um, she'll look a little different or eventually she's going to stop working so much and she's just going to, you know, be there waiting on my every need. Like that's not going to like, why would we expect someone else to change when we know Mm. the, how, how hard it is to change, even if we want to. So that person probably oh, doesn't oh my want gosh. to Yeah, so probably don't even want to change. And if they do want to change, then even then that has a whole, I mean, there are many aspects to it, but it's an unreliable thing to bet on in your future. Anyone else changing, just stick, worry about yourself, worry about yourself and marry someone who has the same vision and who's aligned with you with the, the biggest things. That's it all. So good. So, so good. And I love that you introduced yourself and that you took action yes. because I think so many women, we had the fairy tales, we had the Disney stories or the rom-coms where it's like, okay, the person comes to you. And then in an instant, you're going to know, and you're going to go get married and, and run off and be happily ever after. Mm-hmm. But we don't have those models of, Hey, you should do some work. You should make yourself available and create opportunities for yourself to actually meet people. Yes. Yeah. Well, think about it. I mean, look, in some lucky circumstances that works, there'll be a guy who's very assertive or who'll, uh, you know, um, seek you out and so forth. But that I'd say is more of an exception. <laughs> <laughs> like the the dream kind of uh, or the dream that we've been sold the way that i think about it is you know you've got to this is kind of what we touched on before too with the tv success that you've just had in you know 24 hours you have to participate relentlessly in the manifestation of your own blessings so it's not like oh, i'll just sit here and i'll be open it's like are you going out are you making an effort are you asking people for introductions when you're showing up are you have you even done the work on yourself to be someone who's ready to be in a relationship who isn't gonna like because look mm-hmm. i've had to evolve so much on my own i used to be kind of sulky i used to have more of a temper when it came to certain things but i think to myself i cannot know, imagine that susie i'm sorry oh, i don't want to interrupt you I can like you say that like no you are the brightest light so much great energy I can't even imagine that version of you so I can imagine like all the things you had to let go of to become who you are oh I think look let this give anyone hope you know I used to be like this Morgan how terrible is this if my husband actually both husbands <laughs> both husbands this is younger me if they kind of missed the mark on something or did something wrong I wouldn't tell them I'd stew on it. I'd be snappy and sulky for like three days. How boring, how dumb of me. Like I'd go, well, he should, he should know. He should know what I want. Mm. He should, no one knows anything. We've got to tell them, like, let's be clear. We can, we can love ourselves enough to be clear about what it is that we want. It doesn't mean the person has to do anything, right? We can't control them, but expressing our needs is absolutely within our right. And uh, I just don't have energy for that anymore. It, it takes a lot of energy to sulk, to stew, to hold stuff inside. I've got energy for far more important things now. <laughs> like this chatting with you. So good. I love it so much. Yes. 
people people can't read our minds and yeah. i talk about securely attached communication and we have to be assertive and share mm-hmm. what it is that we want um and and that's how we're able to have relationships that feel good if we're if we're not doing our part how can we create what we really want if we're not showing up honestly right exactly exactly and this is kind of what we get out of integrity sometimes too when we when we fail to communicate or we say i'm fine when we're not fine you know or if someone says this is tricky you know it's like even a friend of mine recently i was like don't do this she was in her room on her birthday because her husband was watching a game. So I don't know a game. And she was like, he should know. And I was like, no, no, no. You have to set him up for success. You have to say, this is exactly the birthday that I want. I want breakfast in bed. I want to go shopping for a gift. I want to go out for lunch. And then I want to watch a movie, whatever it is, lay it out for him. <laughs> let, I am like, so, uh, yeah. yeah. Let him so succeed. Yes, get this what you want. My, my Christmas, my Christmas gift this year, Montana Sapphire ring. Oh, beautiful. Um, I showed my boyfriend the exact ring I wanted in the shop and said this would be great for Christmas. And I cried tears of joy when he gave it to me. <laughs> like, what a good man. What a good but you see, like, <laughs> do you want him to go and get you like some weird piece of jewelry from like some weird yeah. place that this one female friend from college said, Hey, yeah, this is a nice store and she's nothing like you. And you know, yeah. let it be easy. Yeah. This is living. Let, let it, it be let easy. It. Mm. And I like yes. Oh, thank you. I love it. Um, <laughs> Susie, you have a part in Let It Be Easy that I think the audience would really love to have us talk about, which is. 117. I wonder if you remember, build trust with yourself. Oh, yes. Yes. Is there a passage in particular that you like or the the uh, building trust in general? It's to me, it's the concept that if we haven't built trust with ourselves, how can we build trust with anyone else, right? Like if we're if we're dating and we haven't built that relationship with ourselves, how can we expect to show up from a, for a partner and have a great relationship? Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, think about it. I, I, I think about it this way. Imagine if you have like a friend, right? So even just say like a, a female friend and you agree that on Tuesday mornings at 7 a.m., you guys are going to go running for an hour before work, right? Just say that that is your agreement. Okay. New year, Tuesdays at 7 a.m., we're going to go running. And then the first Tuesday, she's like, oh, I don't feel that good. The following Tuesday, she's like, I can't make it today for whatever reason. The third, so there's a third time she flakes. How much trust do you have with that friend? Are you like, oh, she's definitely going to be there next week? Or wow, this is one I can really rely on, right? It's the same with us, right? If we say we're going to do something, if we're like, this is, you know, I'm, I'm going to make that bold move. I'm going to send this email. I'm going to leave my job this year. I'm going to, or switch careers, or I'm finally going to move to Paris. When we say it, don't do it, say it, don't do it, say it, don't do it. We are that friend who doesn't show up for the 7 a.m. run and we don't trust her. And when we don't trust ourselves, you know, interestingly, the word confidence has a Latin origin, confida, meaning to trust. So self-confidence is self-trust. So when you build this relationship of trust with yourself, then you don't even need to worry about confidence because you have it. Like, you know who you are, you know that you follow through. And it's just almost like this thing that happens on its own when you just stay on track. You know that feeling, right? I've got like two friends right now. I'm like, I don't want to hear about this anymore. They've asked me like, one's writing a book, one wants to start a podcast. I gave them guidance on both. No one's done anything, right? And I'm like, well, come to me when you've done something. Like, I'm not asking about it anymore. Like, and I know that they don't feel good, not because of me, right? Because I'm always there for them, right? But uh, they don't feel good inside with with how they're not showing yeah. up for the work that they they say they're going to do, and um, and that's something for them to to like to reconcile, yes, if, if they want. And and when we are attracting partners who don't keep their promises to us. A lot of times that might be because we're not keeping the promises that we make to ourselves. And that's kind of our standard or our way of being. So we allow that into our lives. Yes. It's almost like uh, this. I love the word standard. It's like, it's almost like having a minimum. It's like having a, this is, this is how it works with me. 
you know, it's, it's, it's yes. almost as if like that's that's how it works with me. You see that that's how it works with me on my own, like what I how I show up for myself. And so you either come in, or it probably just, it just won't be a match. Like it's it's simply not going to. Yes. And we admire and we fancy people who are who stick with like who who are reliable, who show up for themselves. It's a very attractive quality. Yeah. It's like wow, they've got their stuff together. And that I mean, it, it was, is. Yeah, it's it's very attractive. It's like, oh, this person's like they're going places or like they they uh they it's it's almost like this uh if you've ever had like a really good a stable parent or a stable figure in your life that you can rely on, that that they're the people we want to be around because it makes us feel safe. So yes. when we, when we, we feel stable, safe. Mm-hmm, yeah. That stability that you create for yourself is then generous too for others and alluring. Yes. And you know. A little bit of a distinction with this. One of the things I love is the idea that self-compassion is also keeping the promises to ourselves because sometimes I think we're like, oh, it's bubble baths or, you know, I'm, I'm able to get my nails done or something, but it's actually so self-compassionate to show up for yourself and keep the promises that you make, even if it's hard. Like to me, that's real self-compassion. Say more about that. I'm interested to hear about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it's just, it's this idea that when we really love ourselves, if there's something that's on our heart and there's something that we desire, we make sure that we show up for it and we make it happen. So Mm -hmm. if I know that I need to get to the gym five days a week, and that's how I feel really good when I'm showing up for that, that's my self-love in action. Mm -hmm. And that's creating confidence. I think sometimes we think like self-love is like, just being nice to ourselves or which it is, but I also love self-love in action through keeping the promises that you make to yourself. Yeah. You know, I agree. And I think too, like something important here is that sometimes the kindest, most loving thing to do for ourselves is the thing that we don't want to do, right? People often look at me and they, or they think, oh, I never do anything I don't want to do. Right. And like, that's right. not true. Like, that's, I mean, that's not true. Like, yesterday I recorded, I do daily episodes on my podcast, five minutes in the morning. And yesterday I kind of woke up a bit tired. I'm like, but it, I had it scheduled, you know, record like 10 episodes. And I was like, oh, oh but I don't want to want to like oh, the same thing. And I'm like, I'm just going to get up <laughs> and do this. Like, I'm going to do the thing because I don't want to push this to another day. Then I'd had to do it today. Right. And, uh, yeah. and, and last night I went to an event. in the afternoon, I I felt busy with a couple of things that came up and I was like, oh, maybe I can just kind of decline this event. But the friendship is important to me with the person who's hosting it. And so I'm like, no, I'm going to follow through and show up for that. Maybe I won't stay as long as I initially planned. And that's what happens. And I felt really good, but I honored my commitment. And look, there are exceptions. If I was sick, no way. If I was in a terrible mood, I would absolutely give myself a break and move a pod uh, recording date or cancel an event. I have no qualms about that, you know, but in those kind of in between, oh, I don't know. I tend, when I lean towards doing the thing that I've committed to, I know that's good for me or helpful for someone else. It feels good. Like it, it feels I good. agree. And that's part of building trust too. It is, it is, it is. I feel like I could talk to you for hours. There's there's so many things that, that we could talk about. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you about is for the woman who feels like there's no good men out there, the dating apps suck. She she hates her her dating life. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like like what would you say to that person who's just really, really frustrated with their dating journey. I would say this, the dating journey, the dating pool, the dating landscape isn't the problem, right? It's your relationship to dating that needs the evaluation, right? Because I'm sorry, there's proof everywhere. Like how many engagements do you see day after day online, hearing about it, seeing it in the news? Like People get engaged. They meet online. They meet at work. They meet at concerts. They meet in uh, every single day. This happens. And if you think that no one meets anyone, that that this is a futile exercise, I'd say, where's the proof? Like, show me the proof. And I don't want you just to reference your own life. 
right? Like show me the proof that this is a waste of time. It's terrible. And that this is such a miserable thing. Like, where's the proof? I want to see the evidence. Like as if we were, I was a jury, like present the evidence to me, like, where is it? And then I find that often the opposite thought is true. Like the opposite is actually the truth. right? In a lot of cases when we're suffering. Mm-hmm. So if just say, you know, that the dating pool is always evolving, it's changing every day. Like this is a dynamic breathing thing. Uh, where's the proof that actually it's really, uh, it's full of possibility. I want to see the proof for that. And I, and guess what? There's proof everywhere for that. <laughs> Like, look at it. Like, don't you ever, haven't you had a friend recently who's met someone or a friend of a friend or a coworker? I remember uh, in between husbands, ha ha, when I was single and a friend of mine would like meet a guy. And I was, of course, hoping to meet a guy. I always felt like so reassured. I'm like, see, it happens all the time. Like, people meet. I love this. Yeah. I'd go, Susie, wow. This is so important. And, and I don't want to interrupt you, but I, I was thinking about how there's, those of us out there who are feeling really stuck. Mm -hmm. And instead of saying, Ooh, look, it's possible for me. We say, why is it happening for them and not for me? And Mm -hmm. we get in a terrible comparison place. So I love, and and I trained my brain to do this too, of when I see someone doing something I want to do, I say, Oh my gosh, it's available for them. It's available for me too. But my brain, right. My brain Mm -hmm. used to say, it's happening for them. Why isn't it happening for me? Mm, because you're some exception who's got nothing going for them and it's hopeless, right? Like that. But where's right? the proof? Where's the proof? We're all human beings. Yeah. Right? We all come from the same creator. So if something's possible for someone in love with money, with whatever it is, it means it's available to us. That's very good news. Like this is good news. So I I know this now that whatever the situation is or the event, something external, whatever it is that's making us feel miserable, helpless, stuck, sad, insecure, it's not the thing, right? It's what we're believing about the thing. It's our relationship to the thing. And that is just what requires our examination. Like that is what requires our thinking and our playing around. And often, this is also great news, often we're just one belief upgrade, like so upgrading a belief, like something's terrible to, oh, something's possibly hopeful. Something is, uh, is possible. You're one belief upgrade away from a completely different life. Like that's Ooh. it. It's not 10 years of therapy. It's like simply look at it, look at the truth. When you come back to the when you come back to the truth, like the truth that's irrefutable, almost like the stories that we have don't need to be worked on. They just fall away. It's like if you see a snake, you know, and then you're like, oh, it's a snake. Then you realize it's just a piece of rope. You're not afraid of the the rope. Mm-hmm. Right. But often mm-hmm. we see that everything is snakes and we're like not questioning it. And so we live in fear. We live because we're surrounded by snakes. But are we? Like and seek out success stories immerse yourself in them like spend time with happy couples Mm -hmm. like look at surround yourself with the proof and and like let your mind kind of take over from there and i i always find too that if you're even attracting happy couples into your life or you hear these happy stories it's always like these universal nudges like these gifts Mm -hmm. showing you what's also possible for you So good. So, so good. That gave me chills to think about belief work. And one of the things I do in my program that I have is start Mm -hmm. with our belief systems, beliefs about ourselves, beliefs about relationships. And it's amazing just by looking at them because we have so many that we're not even aware of, Mm -hmm. but just by looking at them, we can make such a big change in our life. Oh my, it's the only thing actually that we need I know. in a lot of cases. I always think, okay, who, how do I know if someone needs belief work? Easy. They're not satisfied with something, right? Mm-hmm. There is an area of their life where they're not satisfied, their body, their bank account, their career, like whatever it is, their love life. Okay. And then I know as a coach, my only job is to work out their beliefs around it and to come back to the truth because there is a lie that's being believed somewhere. It's so, so good. And, you know, as my training as a clinical psychologist, we would talk about beliefs, but not at the same level that I have found in NLP and coaching world. And Mm -hmm. I remember going to my first Tony Robbins event Mm -hmm. and it was like, oh, 
this is so like a level deeper than even my clinical training. So I, I really, really, really value belief work. And I love that it's like, of course, that every level of our life, we have to re-examine and, and constantly look. You're never done looking at your never. beliefs, are right? No, when you arrive, you're dead, right? That's it. Like there's, it, it never ends. But this is so interesting, Morgan, like with the, like with the belief work, the tricky thing is they're invisible, right? We don't think, oh, I have a belief that the world is a dangerous place. Or, oh, I have a belief that there's a scarcity of money or health. Like what we're not going around. These are my beliefs. We don't know. They're completely subconscious. Yeah. Right. So that's why life is so generous by giving us feelings of dissatisfaction, which uh, point to the fact that we need to do a little bit of inner work just in terms of exam examining what we're believing about the thing that isn't satisfying. So it's almost like this gorgeous invitation. Whenever even a friend says to me, oh, I'm really unhappy about something or I'm upset. I'm like, yes, great. There's an opportunity to upgrade something. Like we're ready for an upgrade. Discomfort is great. Like being unhappy is great. It's an invitation that there's something to let go of. That's it. Isn't that, isn't that wonderful? <laughs> like what are we clinging to? Something that isn't useful, something that isn't true. I love that so much. And I think it takes time to train your brain to see it mm. that way, right? Mm. Because it's so easy to go, this thing is terrible and that's all it is. I'm I'm helpless. There's nothing I can do about it. It'll just be this way. Mm -hmm. But to see it as an invitation to heal, to examine, mm -hmm. um, to get a belief upgrade. Yeah. It's such a better way to go about life, isn't it? Like it just, it sounds more fun. Oh my, and the, the great thing is like, it's completely within our control. Most people, Morgan, never know how powerful their minds are. They never know how powerful they are as creators. They just think, oh, this is life. You know, this is like how it is. Well, according to who? Like go to another country. It's not how it is there. It's not how it is for the person living down the street. Like we all exist yeah. in these individual realities, but I find that if if something's showing up in my life again and again that isn't good, unwanted, doesn't feel good in my body, then it's going to be up to me. Like there's going to be things out of my control that I can't change, which will always be the case. But the piece that I can manage is entirely up to me. And I can't think of anything more painful than not taking responsibility for that. Mm. As one thing I love about your work is talking about ownership and, mm -hmm. and taking responsibility that no one's coming to no save us. No. <laughs> it's good news. Like yeah. then we're waiting on the guy or waiting on the girl to swing on over. And we're like, what, where are they? <laughs> yeah. 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 It's inside of you, honey. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. you, whatever, you want everything you need, you're equipped. So, yeah. Yeah. So I always think, huh, like if no one's coming, that's wonderful because I guess that I'm responsible and oh, you know what? I know a thing or two. I've been here before. I've been, I've struggled through some stuff. Look, I also love even just conducting like mini life reviews with people to remind them of how much they've already accomplished, how much they've already survived. Mm -hmm. Even like we forget how strong we are. We forget how resilient we forget how much we've already changed throughout our life experience. So why would that stop? Like, why, why isn't the future just going to be a continuation of that? I love it so much. Yeah. And I, I think another thing to realize too, is that, um, no matter what you've experienced in your past, and I know I had my own share of childhood trauma and I know from hearing your story, mm -hmm. it wasn't like you came from this perfect family. No. Um, right. And like, there's, there's so much. And, and I think it's so inspiring when, when we realize like, you actually just get to create the life that you want. It doesn't matter what your past was. It doesn't matter what your past relationships look like, your past career. No. When you allow yourself to connect to what's possible and take action, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And the action is the important piece too. Yeah. I think you know when, when it comes to you know like creating the life you want, we're creating it whether we realize it or not. Like it's being created by us. Are we conscious of it or are we not? conscious of it. And so being conscious, examining, inviting all discomfort as like, oh, that something, something's knocking here. There's there, there's something, there's an upgrade. Um, I, there's an upgrade that I need. This is good news. And then and then we take the action. You can't skip out on that part, right? You can't skip out on you can't just do all the thought work and then 
you know, not, not put yourself in something that scares you or, you know, take a leap forward somehow the action piece then, but the action piece becomes more fun and it becomes more, uh, it it flows more easily when the right beliefs are driving it. Mm -hmm. Like I always speak about like the mind being the motor and if the motor's in great shape, everything runs, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. There are problems on the road. There's not constant worries. It's going to break down. It's like, no, my mind's in good shape. And so the actions that flow from me, I'll still be uncomfortable, right? As I grow, but I, I even know that I've got myself in those uncomfortable moments. Not all the time, 100% perfectly, but generally speaking. So good. And I think it kind of connects to um, building that relationship with yourself and trusting yourself as well. Because Mm -hmm. when you have that connection to your inner guidance system, you get to take aligned action, right? Like the action Mm -hmm. that you actually need to take instead of just action to make you look busy, Mm -hmm. right? Oh, which is so easy to do. Yeah. anyone who's like working, who's on social media for like two hours, like it's like, you know, me- you can measure your actions by output, mm-hmm. right? So it like, did you go out to that thing? Did you sign up for this app? Do you have three dates this week? Yeah. Like it's very measurable, like measurable, tangible action. It's where it's at. I say a lot that success is volume, mm-hmm. right? It's not like doing something once and then. So even so, for example, with your TV win, Congrats. So happy for you. Uh, that, that seems like that was one to one, like, so awesome. But imagine if three people said, no, I hope you'd have kept going. I would have. Yeah. Yeah. Until you get a yes. I always say, don't stop until you get a no. Like don't stop it. Like Mm -hmm. don't stop until, and by a no, I mean a universal no. Do you know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. there there are always more options. There are always more media outlets. There are always more ways to get there. It's like, when, like, wh- who has the final no? I love it. I'm not sure. Yeah, I haven't found it yet. <laughs> I saw Jamie Kern Lima speak recently and she had talked oh, yeah. about sending like 350 emails to Sephora or like, it, you know, it was crazy, yeah. like the volume. And I, I know you have those same stories too. Yes. Um, I, I love it. Oh, well, why do we think that, you know, the first time is going to be the thing? Yeah. Like where, when is that ever true in nature? You know, also, what I mean? you know, what's so funny is like now, since my mindset is the way it is, I think, wouldn't that be boring? Yes. If it always worked the first time, wouldn't that just be boring? We have nothing to figure out. (laughs) Imagine if everything that we wanted, we got the first try, every single person, like every single, every single person got every job, every partner, every vacation, every deal, every dollar. Like it was like an instant. Yes. I'm not sure that would make any sense. (laughs) Yeah. Like where's the learning and the growth and the fun in that really? so first of all, that will never happen because it's not, it's simply like, it's, it's not possible. We, it wouldn't even be a generous way to live. And also it's right. through error. It's through contrast, right? It's through making our own um, or like getting unwanted outcomes along the way that we kind of get clarity. Yes. Like clarity comes from a lot of things going, not going our way. And that's, that's also a really generous thing. So, I mean, w- I don't know how we got this idea that we should be perfect at things and that everything, you know, needs to go to plan in order for us to be happy. I don't know where that programming comes from, but that's also just a belief, right? It's like a belief that that should happen. My belief is that that doesn't need to happen. And the way that life is, is actually perfect for us. I love it so much. I hope everyone who's dating is applying this to their dating lives because the philosophy of, Hey, this just gets to be an adventure. And I get to learn from every person I meet and I get to get closer to what's meant for me. Right. Like we can have that. Yes. And uh, come on, sometimes you got to date a few duds too, to really appreciate like like a diamond, you know, but you might not have, if that was the first person that you met, you might go, Oh, this person's boring or this person doesn't love to surf like I do or something, you know, and we can write people off. But so like the contrast and variety gives us a lot, gives us a great ground, like great grounding in terms of understanding like what really matters to us. So true. So true. Well, um, I'd love to, I'd love to ask you like Morgan, what are a couple of the biggest dating uh, like struggles that people have? 
I think a lot of people share about um, just being really like frustrated and tired and exhausted and they they just don't want to put energy in. They're really frustrated with the apps. Mm-hmm. Um, and I teach people that they're actually just not using the apps in the right way. Ah, so, yeah. so you've got all the tools, you've got all the inner know-how. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I, I think also just a lot of people are taking their past and they're letting their past relationships create the belief systems for the future relationships. And you and I know that you have mm. to have a blank slate when, when you're moving forward and creating what you want. Right. So, yes. Yeah. yeah. Your past relationships don't have to mean anything. Don't have to have any, um, any impact whatsoever. Like I always think about like the wake of a boat, you know, like when you see a boat, we see so many in Miami here, of course, like a boat leaves a wake. How much, how much power of the, of the boat does the wake have? Like how much does the wake impact where the boat is going? Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't, right? So, it's, and and so it is with us. Like, it's are we gonna? Or unless we keep looking back, right, and going, oh, we're gonna, right. like, wait, gotta, gotta stay in line with the wake. Like, that's. I mean, that's up to us. But the wake has absolutely zero power on the direction of a boat, and our history has zero power over where we're going. It's just up to us. It's a decision. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, we were talking about belief work and being excited about things in our lives and, and using that as data is like, okay, this is what's meant for me. Mm-hmm. I really want to ask you, is there anything in your life right now that is like the next level for you that you're excited about that you're having to say, okay, take action on this? I feel like always that's the case, right? Like, and that's the best thing about being alive. Like you said, right? You never arrive, right? There's never a point of, yep, I'm good here. I'm done. Like that's that's when we go six feet under, right? Like that's when, we're like, when like life is over. So I, I mean, I, this year for me, I'm, I'm just expanding a lot. Like it's a, it's a great growth year for me. And I just want more and more people to understand the power of belief upgrades, belief makeovers, and increasingly uh, so much love and focus of mine is in, in my um, life coaching membership called Self-Coaching Society, which is growing. It's so cool. And we work on the most common problems that are holding us back from everything that we want to be, do, and have. And I just think like this, to me, the biggest tragedy in the world is is human beings not understanding how powerful they are, like not knowing how to use their minds because our minds are so sophisticated more than any computer, right? Like human beings made the computer. Like think about what we have, what we can tap into, what we access when we use our potential, when we use our inherent skills, like we are very powerful beings. And so I, it's such a mission for me to not only um, convey that, but to make it really operational in people's lives. So, so how does that, but what does that mean if I hate my mother-in-law? What does that mean if I can't get a job? What does it mean if my boyfriend's, you know, cheating on me? Well, it includes all of it because it's all about our relationship to the things in our lives. So good. I'm so excited for you. Okay. Oh, yes. I love when it's, when it's a mission and it's, it's that desire place on your heart. And I loved how you talked about, like, sometimes you're like, Hey, I wish it would have been like a little smaller, like a little easier, but <laughs> it's there and you, you can't ignore it. Um, and yes. I, I know I've had that same thought too, of like, man, what if I just wanted to be a regular psychologist and just meet with people one-on-one, like that, that would have been really easy, but yeah. You can't ignore that calling to help as many people as possible and and get the word out and share your energy and your light with the world. Yes. So, I'm yes. so excited for you. Thank you. And if anyone has a dream, like whatever the dream is, know that it will make you miserable and potentially sick in the long term. <laughs> if you don't listen, like if you if you ignore yeah. yourself, if you ignore your own needs. Like we think it doesn't matter. We can use what's realistic as justification. We can listen to people who uh who will like dampen our dreams, but only you know how that feels. Like only you know. Yes, Susie. And you know, it's funny. I think about this with relationships where some people try to ignore that they really do want partnership and they they want that best friend and they mm-hmm. try to just cover it up with working more or mm-hmm. being the cool aunt or using alcohol, right? And they like try to numb out that dream of partnership. And, and that that makes me so sad. And that's obviously why I do what I do because 
I want people to know it's available and that it can be different for them, but all of our dreams have to be honored. Yes. Well, I mean, I love that that's your mission. I love that you're like, wow, companion, because companionship is, I mean, it's the best thing in my life. You know, it's the most precious thing. I I, see you and Heath. You two are cute. You have have fun. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, but I have to say, like, we, our marriage is really good, but it takes, like, it's not as if it, I, you just magically know how to be in a great marriage. Right? It, it requires, like, we both work on ourselves, you know, um, but I love that that's your mission. And yes, we do overcompensate in other areas. It's like, yeah, but I'm a boss at work or yeah, like you yeah. said, the cool aunt or using substances, whatever it is. Like it's almost like that's cool. Like those things are fine too, but there is like, uh, there's a more premium option available too. <laughs> you know, yes. you're allowed yeah. all the things. You're you allowed get to have it all. You get to have it all. Why would it? Yeah. Why not? And again, I'd look for proof. Are there some people who you know who have it all? I look at people like maybe Sarah Blakely or Reese Witherspoon. Right. Right. With big careers, lots of kids, uh, very full lives, and very much in love. Yes, it is so available. There's proof. There's proof. Take it to the the court. Take it to the judge. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. I have my clients. We do this thing called reality testing. And that's exactly what you're talking about here. Testing reality. (gasps) We've got some synchronicity here, Morgan. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Susie, this has been so fun. I do have um, a question for you, but before I give you my final question, how can people connect with you? They want more Susie. They want more energy. How, How do they find you? Well, thank you very much. Uh, a couple of places. I would check out the Let It Be Easy podcast. It's the same name as my most recent book, Let It Be Easy. So super simple with Susie Moore. Uh, and then if you are interested in belief upgrade work, you can head to uh, becomeyourownlifecoach.com, which wow. is all about understanding the fundamentals of self-reliance. So you can coach yourself through any problem. Beautiful. I love it. I hope you all check out Susie's work there. She's amazing. Um, My final question for you, you are walking down the street, you meet someone who you don't know, and they say, Susie, give me your best life advice right now in the moment. (laughs) doesn't have to be of all time, but today, if someone says, what's your best life advice, what would you say to them? I don't want to go, let's sit down for six hours and talk, right? But in in, in lieu of that, uh, what would I say today? Because this does change. But I would say today, um, because the mind is so powerful and, on what, and because what we focus on expands, I'd just say, remember to focus the majority of your thoughts on what you want. Ooh. Yeah. So good. I love it so much. Oh, thank you. What a fun yes. conversation. Oh my gosh. Thank you for being on the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. I appreciate you so much. I know the audience really connected with what you shared. Um, and I look forward to continuing to connect with you. Can't wait to hear what you think of my book, Love Magnet. Yes, I can't wait to read Love Magnet. Thank you for sending it to me. Yes, of course. Oh, until next and, time. Mwah. Yes, until, until next time. And of course, Susie and I are wishing you all high self-worth and great relationships. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce, And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.